Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hello, hello, and welcome back once again to Inner Bloom Podcast. I'm Alexa. I'm Ambrosia. Good times. Alexa lost her voice as soon as she started saying, hello, hello. (laughs) It's not even like a voice. It's just like a... Oh God, me and the baby are like a little sick. Um, mm. It's just that like really annoying feeling in the back of the throat where it's like scratchy and like a little drippy, but like it's yeah. it's nothing, it's not painful. It's just purely annoying. Um, well, that's good. It's not painful. Yeah. I'm wondering if it was like the flu and like we all got flu shots, so maybe it's not bad. I don't know. But um, hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful if this is all it is. And uh, me and uh, the baby and my husband are going to Rhode Island in a few hours for the weekend where it's extremely cold, but where I get to be in a house with our friends where there's like a fire where I can put like log, like logs on the fire. Like it's the best. Yes. Do you like fires like that? Cause I, love I do. Fires. That's what my fireplace is. It's like a wood burning fireplace. So really yours actually mm-hmm. burns wood. Do you ever yeah, use it? Yeah, it actually burns. I use it all the time. Yeah. I used it last night. Why don't you ever use it with me? I guess I'm like well, always, always there come in like the, the summer. summer. Yeah. yeah. You always <laughs> come in the summertime. So Still. yeah, I use it all the time and I'm really good at starting fires. No big deal. And keeping them going. Yeah. That's uh that's that's what my husband says. That's what I say. It's like it, it's like a definitely a point of pride as a human. It to, uh... really is a point of pride. Can I just tell you that? Okay, so I had this moment yesterday. I know this is not what we're talking about today, but I okay. had this moment last night where. So we did Witchy Wednesday, and it was so fun. It was great. It looked today we're so recording, fun. We're recording on Thursday, so it was so fun. It was great, and one of the women that came. I have my pool cover in um, over to the side of my driveway uh, because the trash guys are going to come get it tomorrow. And she accidentally ran it over and it got stuck under her car. Okay. So we're out there. It's dark. It's like almost nine o'clock at this point. And I'm like, oh my God, how do we fix this? Right. And she's like, maybe I'll call my boyfriend and come save me. And immediately I'm like, yeah, call your boyfriend, you know, have him save you. And I think of like (laughs) other people that like are better equipped to like rescue a damsel in distress. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking like, should I call them? Like what, what, what should happen here? So then I decide, no, I could fucking do this. So I get my phone, my flashlight. I go under her car. I kid you not. I am all the way under her car. I'm a little nervous, but I'm all the way under her car. I unhook it and I move it out. And I was like. It just felt so fucking accomplished because I was like, okay, one, I helped a damsel in distress. 
I'm a real lesbian. Two, (laughs) two, there was nobody that needed rescuing. We fucking rescued ourselves. And it just made me feel so empowered. And I just felt like, okay, what else can I do? Is there anyone else that needs help from me? I got this. Yo, there's literally nothing better than that feeling. I know exactly like when you when it's something that's classically ascribed to like a man or like something that women don't do and then you do it and you're like, that wasn't even hard or like that was fine or like I could totally do this. Oh, that feels so good. Um, it's just funny because I had an image of you on like one of those rolly boards, you know, that like mechanics use. Yeah. They just yeah. roll under. They're like, mm. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even like that. I had to crawl and inch my way under there. I'm surprised you scary. got under the car because like, I feel like you would be scared of what's under that car. Like, I feel I like you would scared. think there's like animals living under there. Honestly, I was scared the whole fucking time, but I did it. And <laughs> I did a good job. Do you know what I, do you know what I learned? Good job, by the way. Two things. One, when you said damsels in distress, distress, rescuing ourselves, my mom is a part of a group called Damsels in Success. And it's women who like meet and like help each. It's like a mastermind friendship group thing. And they help each other like do what they want in their life. Um, That's cute. It is. But the other thing is, so I live in a building. I have, we park our car in a big parking lot and um, we have a second parking lot space and there was a guy who was renting it from us because we weren't using it and like six months in the guy's like I don't think I'm gonna like I I don't think I want this space after like next month or whatever and we're like okay are you like moving or something he's like no but like I'm pretty sure rats are eating my um like wires in his car because I found this out that some cars, the, the, um, some of the wires or something are made with something that's basically like soy and it tastes good to rats. What the, what kind of design flaw is that? Tesla does that too. Tesla, the engine, the battery will stay warm. And so mice and rats will go into where the engine is to stay warm when it gets very cold outside. Um, and it can cause different issues with the car. And I had one of those issues. And I remember the Tesla guy saying to me, well, it could be mice. And I was like, I'm, excuse <laughs> I'm <out>. me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, keep the car. I don't want it. You know yeah. what? It's not worth it. It's the rat's I'm car. I'm just going to burn it. Exactly. <laughs> you can just bring me a new one, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Actually, Ambie, I don't want to scare you, but I saw a TikTok the other day where they were these two guys. I think it was like a gay couple. They were so cute together and uh, they were driving somewhere. They were like on the highway and they kept like hearing a noise that they couldn't figure out what was going on. So they pull over to the side of the road and one of them uh, was filming and the other one was like investigating and they realized it was coming from the glove box and they opened the glove box and it was a fucking rat nest in there. Oh my God, I would die. I would actually die. They did die. And I died watching. Um, Have you seen this guy on TikTok that he shows you like crazy videos of animals and then he comes in and he's like, excuse me, no, no. And he goes (laughs) off about how like in Australia, you'll have like a toilet full of frogs and it's no, it's normal for them. No, I don't. Like, no, no I, I don't know that guy, but yeah. Oh my God. It I'm sounds like you and that you. guy should team up. We should team up. <laughs> um, well, I could talk about that all day, but. Uh, <laughs> we could just make a whole episode about TikToks. 
Uh, yeah. We should. We TikToks should. we've seen. Um, well, I wanted to, we were talking today about what are we going to talk about? And I was like, well, I, I have been like having this thought recently and um, it's about this, well, it's about a lot of things, but mainly it's about this journey of like accepting ourselves that I feel like a lot of us are on when we're in this spiritual community or we consider ourselves to be on a spiritual path. I feel like it's kind of part of the process when you get immersed in this world um, to start to see like self-acceptance as this linear path, right? It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. I've become aware of my trauma and my wounds and my flaws and, you know, uh, what I want to be and and how I want to be better, right? Because, of course, in your life, you're always on some sort of ever-evolving journey, right? But it's Mm -hmm. like this is kind of the toxic thing about the spiritual space as well as the self-improvement space. It's like it's this idea that you always have to be getting better. You always have to be striving for that um, mountain peak. Like there's – it's like where you are, you're – not in a place of self-acceptance and you it's like you're, it's laid out before you. Okay, in order to accept myself, I need to heal this. I need to do this. I need to do this, this, this. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere way up there is like the mountain peak of success. It's like, and when I get there. Well, yeah. it's this promise and this idea that you're not good enough, right? Yeah. But then when you do X, Y, Z, you'll be good enough and happy, right? Yeah. And I think that's the big thing that uh, a lot of, a lot of countries, a lot of governments, a lot of um, a lot of people use is if you do this, if you buy this, if you be this, you'll be happy. And I think that the Buddhist philosophy has a really good point is that happiness comes from within and peace comes from within. And it's not necessarily about striving to do something else or striving to fix yourself or completely heal yourself. It's about allowing that peace and that the healing and that um, happiness in. And some people just can't do that. That's okay. Well, that's what I was going to say is that like, so, okay, this is the way we're kind of taught to see it is it's a journey. And in order to get to that mountain peak, you need to kind of buy this thing, do this program, Mm -hmm. work with this person, Mm -hmm. go to the gym, buy a gym membership, get your lips done, like whatever it is. It could be a million different things. The point is there's all these milestones and then maybe one day eventually you'll get there. And what I realized recently is self-acceptance is very much like the journey of sobriety for someone who is struggling with some form of addiction, right? In sobriety, what they teach you in AA is it's not like you achieve sobriety one day and then you have it forever. It's every day, every day Mm, you wake up with the intention to live a sober lifestyle that day. And some days you might do better than others. Some days it might be harder than others. Some days it might be, you know, you might feel like you were 80% successful. And some days you might feel like you were 20% successful at like feeling good about that day or like living in that way. 
Um, but the point is that every day you get up with that intention and you try to put your energy towards that. And it hit me that that's, that is the same thing with self-acceptance. It's not this linear thing. I, I don't think it is this linear thing that we're kind of told it is. I really do feel like it's every day you're kind of starting fresh, so to speak, where you have to get up with the intention of today, I'm going to accept myself. Today, mm -hmm. I'm going to try to accept myself. I'm going to try to love myself where I'm at. It's okay if you still have things you want to do and things you want to work on. That's okay. But I think this idea, like you were talking about, Ambi, of, you know, when I do X, Y, and Z, then I'll be accepted and then I'll be happy. It's like, mm -hmm. I think that is an illusion that's sold to us so that we're just, it, it's, it's capitalism, honestly, and consumerism. It's 100%. like, we're yeah. always on the journey to consume so that we can feel better. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think that I, I agree with you completely, but I also feel like there's this idea and this concept that, um, like you're saying, some days are better than others and, and healing is a process. It's not something that you are complete. Like you might feel better about certain topics, but you're, you're never going to be fully fixed. Right. I think yeah. that we need to really let that go is this idea of being fully completely fixed or healed. Um, Absolutely. There was something that you said. So this is similar to when you have a food addiction or when you have a, an eating disorder. Um, you wouldn't say like, I had anorexia, but I don't anymore. Mm -hmm. Because every single day, I have to fight my brain on eating. You know what I mean? Like some days are better than others. And some days I can eat and everything's good. And that might be okay like that for years. And then before I know it, I'm not, I'm going days without eating and I'm like, oh shit, why do I feel dizzy? Why do I have a headache? All of these things. It's just how my brain works. And it doesn't mean that I'm broken. It just means that there's a part of me that needs some extra love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're, it, we talked about this in our last episode with Chelsea. It doesn't mean you're starting back at one right? Like yeah. that you haven't made progress. It means that you're again, like on this journey or experience of being a, an ever evolving human while dealing with a certain condition. And that condition, sometimes you are better at managing it than others. And we all mm -hmm. have conditions to manage. Some of us have physical pain to manage. Some of us have emotional pain to manage. Some of us have you know, external situations we need to manage or, yeah, or, or control issues. Yeah. Something yeah. like, like a lot of people have anxiety. A lot of people have control issues. Like they want to be in more control. They want to let go of control. Mm -hmm. That's something that we need to let go of too. And it doesn't mean that it's going to be completely fixed. It doesn't mean that someday you're going to wake up and be like, Oh, I don't care about anything. Mm -hmm. Cause I think that's too extreme the other way. You know what I mean? Like, that's that you can fight against something so much that it looks like you're, how do I want to say this? Bypass? I, um, I feel like, well, I don't know how to describe it. I feel like um, for me, for example, I remember being like, I don't want to be in this box anymore. I don't want to be in this little box of this uh, 1950s housewife and everything's good and I'm okay and all of these things. But I think I went so far extreme the other way 
that it wasn't like the true course. It was just a different version of me doing the same thing, but it was an extreme version of I'm not, I'm going to fight against everything that that represents. And that is yeah. still going in the same direction. You, It just seems different. Does that make You're sense? You're just like ricocheting off of different ripples of like yes. trauma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, like it ripples here and you're like, well, I'm not going to be that. And you, and then you yeah. make another ripple there. And I can relate to that completely. I feel yeah. like I, I wonder why that is. I wonder where that comes from. Cause I think I was telling you this, that like, I noticed it's so like me to be like, okay, this is me now. Like, for example, with a spiritual identity. Okay, this is me now. I'm spiritual now, guys. And that means I do this, this, this. I throw out all yeah. my makeup and I only yeah. eat this and I da, blah, 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 blah. And then it's like after a little while, suddenly, first of all, I'll I'll see other people starting to pick up this identity and I'll suddenly resent it. It's like a self-hatred yeah. thing. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, ew. And then I'll be like, well, I don't uh, – well, that's not me anymore. Now I'm this. Like you yeah. said, I go in the other direction. I was telling you recently that I really feel like this is the first time in my life that I have been aware of the fact, like I've been aware of the moment when I would have done that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but you're not going to do it this time. You're not going to yeah. repeat the pattern, even if it feels like you're dying, even if it feels yeah. like you cannot stand this from the inside. It is what if you just, what if that is what you are? Meaning not like the spiritual being. I mean, what if it, what if you are all the things that that makes you feel? Meaning, okay, it makes you feel like cringy or it makes you feel like mm-hmm. you're being a certain way that you don't like or whatever. Yeah. And what? Like, and what if you are? What if you are being those things? And that was what came to me last week when I was kind of like having an OCD flare up. It's, I was feeling myself doing one of those, like wanting to ricochet things off of the ripple, like we were just Mm -hmm. talking about. And I suddenly just had this voice come in my head and it was like, okay. And what if people do think you're selfish? And what if people do think you're this and that and all these things you're afraid of people thinking and misinterpreting about you and, and what? Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, yeah, I guess. And what? Like, and that kind of feels better to just say, yeah, maybe they do. Okay. Yeah. Like, and I think it's a process of constantly kind of being able to talk to yourself like that in certain ways. And, and like we said, some days are better than others. Some days that is an uh, excruciating thought. And some Mm -hmm. days it's like, hmm, okay, yeah, Maybe that's actually more relieving to just allow myself to accept that, yeah, some people do think I'm all these things I don't want to be perceived as. And what are you going to do about it? (laughs) And I think two things I want to say. One, in some people's stories, you are those things. Right. Like in some, yeah, yeah. In some people's stories, it's not that they have that perception of you. It's that they, that is you to them. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is, I think the biggest disservice that, people in our generation had growing up was this idea that one, everybody should be your friend. And Mm -hmm. that two, if someone doesn't like you, there's something wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And the reality, I remember so many times feeling like, why doesn't this person like me? Why doesn't this person like me? What can I do to make them like me? And 
I feel like the biggest thing that we can do for our children and for each other and ourselves is remind ourselves that if someone doesn't like us, that's okay. That's okay. That's just a fact. That is not something that we need to fix. It is what it is. It's totally fine. And I am excited for when someone, one of my kids come to me and says, this person doesn't like me. I'm going to say to them, okay, not everybody's going to like you. That's totally fine. If not, everybody likes you because not everybody likes me. Not everybody likes Alexa. Not everybody likes, you know, your dad. And that's okay. How dare you? And that's okay. But I think that this is part of our society. It has been for a really long time. Consumerism, right? is this idea that I have to look this way, I have to act this way, I have to behave this way, I have to have this job, I have to make this income in order for people to like me. Because if other people like me, then I'll like myself. Mm -hmm. And that's simply not true. Because you can have a million people like you and still Mm -hmm. not like yourself. And you can have nobody like you and love yourself. So yeah, very true. Like listen to any, any very successful actor has a story like that, or a lot of them do where they got everything and they were more depressed than ever. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I really, really, really resonate with that. And, um, it is, that's an addiction in itself, wanting Mm -hmm. people to like you. And the thing is, what I've been doing is being like, okay, why do you need people to like you? Like, okay, like you want to be accepted. You don't want anyone to, but, but like you said, I just feel like at a certain point. I like it when you take a deep breath and we can all tell that you're thinking. It's I'm a trying time. to align my thoughts. I was thinking about this today too. Speaking of self-acceptance, I was thinking of like, man, when I'm like talking about things, I really just get a lot of different thoughts in my head at one time. And I really think they're all good pieces of information. And I'm trying in real time to weave them together in a way that can make sense. And sometimes that works and sometimes that doesn't. And and I, and you know, I think low key, sometimes I'm, I'm beating myself up over that like later. And then I was just like, I don't know, something's come over me where I'm just like, so the fuck what? Like, So, so, so it's not great every time, you know, that's okay. It's okay to be imperfect, I think is what I'm like trying to tell myself. And I think it's actually finally getting through. Um, Not that that I was ever perfect before, but I think I was. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) No, I just think I was like, I thought if I wasn't doing my best to achieve perfect in the way that I thought, then, uh, I, I don't even know. I don't know. Yeah. Go ahead. No, it. I mean, I think that makes sense what you're saying. But what what I was going to say when I interrupted you twice was, sorry about that, <laughs> was um, the things that you might not like about yourself, someone else likes. You know what I mean? Totally. Like yeah. your arms are a good example. Your arms are my goal <laughs> arms. Like I honestly have said that from day one. I'm like, damn, Still? I wish I had those arms. Yeah, they look great. They're so muscular. Oh God, I wish I had you. muscular arms. I did. And I've always thought they were like man arms. So I like was always so sensitive about them. No, they look great. But I think it's interesting or like my hair. I used to get made fun of so much about my hair. And so many people are like, I love your hair. Oh, my God. I love when your hair is natural. Yeah, it's so pretty. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, I used to get called Chewbacca and stuff like that in school. Bastards. 
Anyway. Yeah. Well, and then it, this lens comes over it and it's hard not to see things in that way because that's been your life experience. And I mm-hmm. think one of the most amazing feelings in the world is the realization like, hey, I don't have to be this anymore. I don't have to yeah. think, I don't have to see this. Any- I can take, it, it keeps reminding me of that um, image of the coats. You know, when I, a long time ago, we talked about this metaphor of like, it's kind of like you just keep take. it's kind of like you're wearing a bunch of heavy coats and you're mm-hmm. just like, oh, wait, I could take this off. And you Mm. take one off. Maybe you take two off. You know, you start to realize how many you're wearing. You're like, oh, I don't need this one. Oh, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's kind of like peeling an onion or like a a rose blossoming. But essentially it's lightening what you are carrying that you didn't even know you were carrying, right? And a lot of that is just other people's uh, issues projected onto you that you started carrying around, you know? Mm. And it's like- they're not even here anymore. I don't have to, you know, none yeah, of those they're taking people. up way too much of your mental space and mm-hmm. they're not even around. Yeah. But I think a lot of us don't even realize that's happening. You know what I mean? We just think we just have this thought in my head of, oh, my my arms are man arms or something. Right. Yeah. And we don't realize that it's because that idea was projected to us or literally said to us at some I, I don't remember when if it was, but somehow I got that idea. Right. So it's like. I just think that's my idea, but that's not my mm. idea. It came from mm-hmm. somewhere. So yeah. I don't realize that I can take that off, you know? Mm. Yeah. But I will say, and I said this to you earlier, and we can wrap up because we have to get into today's news stories. Um, I will say that uh, I, really th- I really think being a mom has already, like, helped me so much simply because I do not have the capacity anymore to give that much energy to the things I did before. Like, I don't physically have it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and whereas before, I think actually one of my huge problems was I'm just alone. Like, I, I've always worked for myself, pretty much. I've always been an only child. I've had so much time to think about myself and about uh, just time to be by myself my mind could really do a number on me in all that time alone, you know? And so now that I have a baby and it's requiring a lot of my attention, it's actually a really good thing for me because it's taking that attention off of myself. And, you know, I've heard addicts say in the past, like uh, Dak Shepard, when I listen to his podcast, you know, I love his podcast, but he talks about that, mm-hmm. that like having kids for him, it really was like a relief to him because it took, because he was a, big addict before that. And it gave him something to think about other than himself, you know, and other. Mm. So, um, so yeah, yeah, that is one thing that I think motherhood is like really, really helping me with. Um, so that being said, just remember that a lot of things are like sobriety. A lot of (laughs) things, a lot of things in life are not linear. Like we think they are, they are an everyday recommitment Mm. and choice. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I was thinking about today? So <clears throat> I sometimes I'm what I'm about to say, I'm slightly annoyed about, but I digress. Okay. okay. <laughs> so this recommitment has had has me thinking and I had a health scare. Not going to share what it is on the podcast because I feel silly about it, but I digress. I, when I find out what's going on, I'll tell everybody. Yeah. But um, anyway, I'm not dying, but it made me 
feel uh, or think about this idea of like, when I wait to, when I, next year I'll do this or next year I'll do that. And right. And we have talked about this in the past and we've talked about like living for the moment, living for the now and living in the now. And it really made me feel like with so many things, what am I waiting for? Like if I got diagnosed tomorrow that I had six months to live, I could tell you a list of shit that I would do. Mm -hmm. And part of those things that I do every day are not on that list. And so it just has me feeling like this, this idea and this belief of like, then what the fuck are you doing? You're like waiting to live. You're waiting for this moment or something else to happen to live, right? You're waiting to be perfect to live. And it's all bullshit because it's never going to happen. Yeah, exactly. And that's why, you know, Nike, who's been on this podcast several times, she talks about it. If you follow her on social media, she talks about how perfectionism is actually like part of white supremacy. And I really Mm -hmm. do see that more and more. It's like this idea of perfectionism is how we otherize people and how we like and how we continue to participate in consumerism um, capitalism, we just further all the systems that are in place because, uh, of this, yeah, like hierarchy that's kind of projected upon us. And, um, and so that, that is also helpful to think of too, for someone who struggles with perfectionism, it's helpful to be like, wait, who is this serving? Like this Mm -hmm. is like, it actually is doing a service to others to, (laughs) release myself of perfectionism you know what i'm saying yeah doing a service to the to people around me yeah it's detrimental to us and it's it's serving other people to try to be perfect perfect jesus perfect because we have to buy and consume and do all of these things and i'm telling you like i am i told my kids the other day i was like how do you guys feel about selling everything and living in a van and they were like no absolutely not and I was like all right 12 more years 12 more years are you gonna ask them every year until they say yes (laughs) because I am literally I have like one foot out the door of like I don't want to do this anymore I don't want to participate in this anymore I just want to travel around and like be a little hippie in a van Sure. Hey, you could. You could do it, like, on the weekends. Yeah. You would still have to it. technically participate in society. I mean, unless I you really went off grid, which people no, do. No, I would, I would have to participate in society because I enjoy running yeah. water. And honestly, I'm yeah. not as handy as I would like to be. But maybe I could take classes and be more handy. Yeah, you're not a – currently, you're not as a outdoorsy as I think you might have to be. I think you like nature, but I don't know if you're like super outdoorsy. Nike and I joke around about this all the time. We enjoy nature from the window. Yeah. We don't enjoy being in the nature. Yeah. You don't like like 3, 4D nature. You like yeah, 2D like nature. 2D, yeah. <laughs> you stay there. I'll stay here. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll Let me observe it without the effects. Exactly. Let me. <laughs> you know, I saw 
I saw on a TikTok it was uh, someone was doing like the um, what do you call it the VR headset and their yeah. mom was watching because you can watch on your phone what they're seeing and she was making all the effects like she was doing Jurassic Park so she was like like the, the T Rex was like coming to close to her face so she blew hot air and was like and yeah. was like just doing all this stuff and I actually found out that they have movie theaters that do the same thing literally the seats shake like this and I was like holy shit holy shit that's cool. Yeah, I don't know where you can do that, but I saw a video of it. Alexis <laughs> says, live in a van down by the river. Exactly. <laughs> you know I think of that enough? every time. Yes. I think of that every time, Alexis. Yes. Oh my gosh, it's funny. Alexis, can't wait to see you in Joshua Tree. It's going to be... Can't wait to see you in can, Joshua Tree. We can talk about, yeah, moving to a van down by the river. Um, wait, so before we uh, do that, can we talk about our new stories? So I make yes, sure we... Yes, let's do it. Them. I'm going to okay. mute myself because I'm going to see. Okay. So if you uh, haven't heard this segment before, this is our weekly segment. It is our new top three stories of the week. Um, this is a segment where I, Alexa, I, um, I scour the internet and I pick three news stories that I think um, will be interesting to get Ambie's take on. Don't know if she knows about them or not, um, and she doesn't we'll know see. what I'm about to read. But she's going to give her intuitive read on them after I read them. So here we go. Um, <clears throat> number three, starting at number three. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so there's this video going around of J-Lo and Ben Affleck at her movie pr- premiere for her, like, 100th wedding movie that she's in. Like, that – First of all, that is like art imitating life or whatever. Because like the girl loves to get married and she's in like nine billion wedding movies. I mean, saying. honestly, if I was if I was J Lo, I would love to get married too. I'm just throwing that out there. I mean, sure. I guess I do. I digress. I mean, there is a, there is a flaw in that plan, but okay. Um, so J Lo and Ben. So anyway, there is a video someone took. It's floating around TikTok, and um, essentially, and I'm going to show you guys the video. But uh, people were trying to figure out what they were saying to each other because it looked like they were fighting. And Ben Affleck is known to, you know, have had a lot of trouble with alcohol in the past. And supposedly he's sober. But lip readers were thinking that essentially um, this video was showing that um, J-Lo was like on to him and they were arguing about it. So let me show you this video. Have you seen this, Ambie? Nope. Okay, before I show you the video, actually, can you just kind of give a read into them? Yeah, hold on. I'm sorry, I'm sneezing. Oh, it's okay. I hate my nose. Okay. (laughs) Okay, let's see. Okay. For anybody listening to the podcast and not watching it live, you should watch it live because this is hysterical. I keep sneezing and muting myself. I digress. Um, <laughs> what I see, and then every time I yell, fuck my. Um, anyway, um, what I see for JLo and Ben Affleck, let's see. Um, I keep seeing him really upset. Him? Yeah. Oh, about. Oh my gosh, is this sneezing like a sign or something? No, it's not. I just I I should blow my nose. Um and I'm going to after this, uh, when you show the video. But I see him really upset and I see that he's 
he's frustrated about something, I feel like the relationship went to a new level. Mm-hmm. And then with this information, it like they had to take a step back. Does that make sense? With like the, this whole thing that went down at the premiere? Yeah. With yeah. like his drinking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I'm going to blow my nose. Okay. So I'm going to show you guys the video. Um, and I'll tell you guys what I think of this. So let me show this to you. So like, could you guys see that? Um, I'm going to stop sharing. So I think that, I think that was dead on. I think she was checking his drink. I feel like she was like, that's what she was drinking. She looked like she was drinking her drink, but I think she was checking his drink. I think that was his drink and she was sipping it going like seeing if there was alcohol in it. And that's why he was saying, I didn't drink anything. And then she didn't talk to him. And he's like, Jen, like, come on, like engage in this with me. Um, Can look you on show his face. one more time? Yeah. Sorry. The look on Sorry. his face is so nervous. Look at him. Oh, whoa. I don't know what this is. Hold on, guys. He's like, believe me. Believe me. Right there. No. Mm. Did she, I mean, did she even take a sip of anything? Because it looks yeah, like she, she drank. Did, but... Uh, no, yeah. so she doesn't drink, but she was drinking a drink and that was all transparent. Anyway, the whole point is, I think she is like his mother. Like, well, I think... Aren't, aren't most wives their Yes, but I just, mother? I don't feel like this... The, the, t- t- <laughs> I think, I do not think this is going to work out long term. I mean, anyone... I, I don't know. I think everyone wants it to be a fairy tale, and I really don't think his like substance issues are under control. And I think she is working hard to like crack down. And he and it is like I don't know. I don't think it's good for their relationship. I think he's like being sneaky about something. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. What so do you think? Is, so is she sober? She just doesn't drink. Oh, she never has. Yeah, it's like she not, like it's not her thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like me. I was like, don't drink. But she's not like, that's not going to ruin her sobriety. No. Okay. Um, no, I I definitely feel like he's drinking again or doing some kind of substance. Maybe it's not drinking. Maybe it's something else. Mm-hmm. But. Um, but there's also like lack of trust. Well, yeah. Both. Right. But I'm saying. I like, mean, there would be. You yes. Know? Um, but like I keep on seeing both him ends. coming out of the closet, but I think that's a metaphor for like, no, I don't, I'm not saying he's gay. That's not what I'm saying. It's not what I'm saying. Let me be very clear. But I think the closet is like, yeah, skeletons a metaphor for skeletons in the closet. Yeah. Things are going to come to light. But do you think they're going to stay together? Yeah, I keep seeing them staying together. I think that she's going to give them too many chances, if that makes oh, sense. Oh, yeah, but, like, not for forever, right? Right now, I just keep seeing them being together. So I don't know how long that is, but... Yeah. No, I agree with that right now, but, like, I... Yeah, okay, anyway. But, yeah, we're just feeling into right now, correct. Um, okay, great. Thanks, everybody. Um, let's move on to the next story, which is Tom Brady retires again. 
So if you guys don't remember, <laughs> one year ago, Tom Brady retired oh. and everybody wished him happy retirement, gave, put all these video compilations together. Everyone bowed down to the GOAT because he was going out on a great season, <clears throat> even yep. though he didn't win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And, and he had said repeatedly, Giselle, this is the last one. Giselle wants me home. I want to be home. I got to do it. Blah, blah, blah. Not less than like three months later, he's like, actually, I'm not retiring. And then proceeds to blow his entire life up with Giselle and they divorced and all this stuff with FTX and just anyway. So now after a really shitty season, a yeah. real, the shittiest the season. The worst season he's ever had. And I'm not a sports person and I know, you know this. That. Yeah. I know this. Yeah. Yeah. He um he just retired again and uh, as he at should. least at least he had the co- I said I was like very smart move I, I, at least he has the common sense to be like uh, he he said he he kept it really short he's like I'm gonna keep this short you only get one really sappy long retirement speech in your life and I used mine up last year and I'm like very self aware that's good because yeah we can't do this again anyway so my question is I can't um, go through this again Tom yeah okay. not again. So what do you see coming up in his, like, future? Um, like, what's up with him and Giselle? I don't know. I, I kind of mm-hmm. also wanted an excuse to look into him and Giselle. Of course. Of course. But um, of course. Let's see. <laughs> uh, I feel like she's very – I keep seeing her hand up. Like, don't come near me. Like, she's very protective of herself, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, has she started going back to work and modeling and stuff like that? Yeah. Okay. Um, and also, like, she's been seen with her kids, like, jujitsu trainer. Like, people think they're dating. Um, I don't feel like they're going to get back together. I think it would, he would have to make some serious moves for them to get back together. Um. Yeah, but like it was kind of a long time coming, right? For them to divorce. Yeah, for them to have this like split. Yeah, I mean, I feel like with their relationship, it's he would always come first, and she would always come second, and that was the agreement on both parts, right? Yeah. Both of them agreed to that, and then when he said, "You know, it's your turn to come first, he didn't hold on and of the bargain up. And yeah. so I feel like she's a very powerful woman and she's a very, the type of woman that's like, you, you said something, you didn't follow through with it too many times and I'm done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that it's impossible for them to get back together? Not necessarily. I think that he could sweet talk her back, but I think it would take a lot of work. A lot of Does work. he want to sweet talk her back? <clears throat> yeah. Part of me thinks he does. He might act like he doesn't to the public, but I do think that he does because it's more of like, um, if I have this, then I'll be happy. If that makes sense. It's more of like, she's a trophy than really. I was going to say, I feel like he sees it in football terms. He's like big L. That was a big L. Mm -mm. Can't, can't Um, go out like that. Exactly. But yeah. So I think that he's going to have, going back to the question, I think that his, it's going to be smoother. I do see like endorsements and things like that. We're going to see him in that aspect, 
but I don't think he's a great actor. So what else is he doing? He does, he does have sense? like a commentator, con- a 10 year contract waiting for him, which is okay. worth like $10 million or something like that. Okay. So, or maybe more than that. Um, which I, I think would be good for him. Um, but he says he's like, not going to like go right into that. He's going to like take some time right now. So yeah, who knows? Who knows if he does it? Can I ask one more question about that? Sure. Do you think that the two, uh, they're, so FTX is this like cryptocurrency thing that, that basically is the new like Bernie Madoff. It's like fraud and all these celebrities are wrapped up in it and people lost a lot of money, like a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Mm. Tom and Giselle were like two of the <laughs> leading celebrities hawking this thing. And there is this girl on TikTok who has a lot of evidence for the fact that like, Basically, part of their whole divorce was right in alignment with the crash of FTX. And <clears throat> there's just a lot of weird things that are like too make too much sense to be coincidental. And yeah, I don't know. Does <clears throat> well, what do you know? Be more specific. Like, what are you insinuating? Like she was understand. insinuating that part of the divorce and part of the splitting of assets and like the okay, well. Like I'm getting this and he's getting this and, you know, the divorce mm-hmm. is finalized and we, I don't have access to this anymore. It was a way to save part of their money because mm. they lost, they got tipped off by it. This is the theory that they got tipped off by FTX, um, the, 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 the heads of that, they got their money out somehow before, which would be insider trading, right? Which would be, be illegal. Um, they got their money out before in time and then they immediately announced they were getting divorced and uh, kept releasing press releases about how like oh well Giselle doesn't own you know Giselle owns this and that was never Tom's and Giselle just bought this house and that was with her money from blah blah like very intentional stating whose is what's and she had a lot of very compelling evidence to the point my husband was like hmm and he doesn't do that often. So just curious. I mean, psychically, do I feel like they probably had some, logically, I feel like they probably had some insider training. Psychically, what I feel like is actually Giselle's probably very intuitive, like way more intuitive yeah. than we know about. Yeah. And we know like some of the stuff, but I think yeah. she's way more psychic than she lets on. And I think she knew what it w- was going to happen and got her money out before she lost a whole shit ton of money. Wow. That's wild. Crazy. Okay. Yeah. And then she was seen saging her car like days later. <laughs> she's like, she? Tom's gone. FT, I'm, I'm, he took, he got me. I wonder if it was like, he got me into this thing. Um, Try almost trying to lose my money. He so went back I on saw his agreement. Kind of what she saw for a second, and what what I saw was the stock market like crap, like tanking. And there was a specific date that she was given to take it out. Wow, Giselle. All right. Hmm. She should come to your witchy Wednesdays. <laughs> she should come to my witch. Giselle, if you're listening to this, you are invited. Every Wednesday. You can come when no one else is here. That sounds creepy. That's not oh what I meant. Oh, my God. That's not what I meant. That is not how I meant it. 
Yo, I could see or, that. But that I be, mean, if you're down, Giselle, it is how I meant it. That Either would way, be whatever. pretty likely. I feel like, uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, okay. Let's go to the so top happy. story. Okay. Which is, ugh, I wish it were as fun as the others. Okay. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. When will Fuck this him. guy just fucking die? Like, I knew he's you were going to say die. of the earth. <sighs> um, Fuck this guy. Yeah. So, essentially, he basically just, he, not basically, he did just sign a bill, sign a, sign a bill into law that restricts the teaching of certain topics, K through 12, in the education system in Florida, including specifically African American studies, critical race theory, and the 1619 Project, uh, which is all, again, like African American studies and history, um, so genocide <sighs> go ahead yeah i just hate him i just hate him um so what do you you what know you... when i got the download today yeah it's so interesting that this is coming up i got i'm driving and i got a download today that like the way that some christians are trying to control what we can learn what we can do with our bodies etc mm-hmm. it would be the same as if a Jewish person was like, nobody eats pork anymore. That's it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that is your religion. Your religion says you cannot do this. But that is not my religion. Yeah. And exactly. like, it doesn't, it doesn't make any gay, sense. It's a homosexuality. It's like. Exactly. You know, like, it doesn't. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I think that if Christians were like, can't eat pork anymore, there would be fucking mass hysteria. Right. But. Something, I don't know, as small and frivolous as like deciding what you're going to do with your own body is just like, okay, no big deal. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's scary. Like Florida is scary. And Florida is my home. I was born in Florida. My whole family lives in Florida. I've said this a million times. I love my family, but like otherwise, as far as I'm concerned, Florida can burn because like that is just becoming a, just such a disappointment. Um, yeah, the other, the other thing about that is like, they're apparently, did you hear the thing about like, like girls having to like report their pure, their menstrual cycles? No, please tell me about it. I'm scared. I feel like I'm your child and I'm like telling my mom (laughs) who I know is going to freak the fuck out something. But, like, I want to tell her, but, like, I know she's going to freak out. I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. You didn't do it, Alexa. It's yeah. okay. I'm going to get not. yelled at for, like, what Governor DeSantis. <laughs> yeah, there's something about, uh, like, it's trying to be passed that, like, women have to report, like, g- girls, K through 12, have to report their menstrual cycles for some reason. Uh, I don't know. You know what? <laughs> what do you see next for Florida? Maybe let's just ask that. Florida. Um. It would just be so great if, like, an alligator ate Governor. <laughs> so what I see is a scary man putting like oh. a big book on a table and yelling. So what I think that represents is there's going to be more ridiculous laws that go into play here. 
more scary laws that go into play here. Um, I do, I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong about this. I think he's going to run for president. I, that's what I said to my dad. I said to my dad, I was like, I really think DeSantis is going to run for president. He's like, I don't think so. And I was like, no, I really think so. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong. <sighs> I hope you're wrong. Anyway. Um, but Sorry. I do think that it will, the laws that are in play in Florida and the laws that are the problem, there's so many problems with this situation. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. the yeah. laws that are in play, I think are going to be overthrown or rewritten oh, good, in a different good, way good, good. to help it, but that's not yeah. going to be for some time. That's okay. going to be yeah. in like three to five years. Yeah. So it definitely feels like, um, unfortunately this is what it is for a little bit and it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about it today and I was like, I guess I was thinking about how like, for example, in every story, like in a, in a book or a movie or anything that is a story, um, you need some sort of villain, whether it's like a person or it's maybe like an entity or it could be like the world against mm -hmm. you. You know what I mean? Um, you need something to be uh, pushing against yeah. you or the protagonist in order to further their drive and further the story and if you don't have that literally if you do not have that you do not have a story and so I was thinking about I was like oh well he's just you know and that whole thing going down there in Florida is kind of playing that role of uh, really opening people's eyes wide to like, what the fuck is going on? Because it feels like freaking Gilead down there. I don't even watch that show, but I know it, the handmaid's tale or whatever. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. It's like the place where all that stuff happens. Um, but it also was reminding me like, this is also how we all live in our own universes all while say living in the same universe, because it's like, okay, in Philadelphia, like, I'm not seeing or hearing anything like that happening mm -hmm. up here. So that feels very foreign to me. But then you talk about Florida and I'm like, huh? Like that's happening like right now, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Well, uh, here's to, you know, transitions. Is there something that he, I see, keep seeing him trying to pass something about like dress code or like, like something along probably. those lines. Something Probably. Along those lines. Okay, dress code. Well, we'll be on the lookout for that. I, I'm sure. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Like, you can't wear anything. You can't wear rainbows. Mm, I, I think it's going to be more towards women. Okay. Okay. Well. But he sure does hate a lot of people. We hate him too. So it's okay. <laughs> um, All right. Well, that was good. That was fun. I mean. Yeah, most of that was fun. Um, <laughs> anything else? Anything else we want to share before you go? My, uh, I've been notified that my son is awake. So, come to the retreat. This is what I would like to share. Come to our retreat. We only have yeah. like two spots left. So, if you're going to, if you want to come, now is your time. And if you want to want information on the next retreat, then you should reach out to. Indeed, indeed. I'm so excited to go to Joshua Tree. I'm like, I'm 50% sad to leave my son, but 50% getting excited because I'm like, ah, I've already talked about it. I'm just excited and it's getting really close. So yep. Um, come hang out with us. Alexis is going to be there. Alexis says, can't wait. 
Yay. Can't wait, Alexis. Okay, uh, love you guys. Oh, oh my gosh. And sorry, um, I, I, I posted on Patreon today um, asking for nominations for the Celeb Spirit interview. So make sure if you're a patron, you go on there and tell us who you want us to do the Celebrity Spirit interview with this month. And then uh, I'll make the vote within the next 24 hours or so. So uh, yeah, patreon.com slash podcast. Thank you guys for being here. We love you. And until next time. Keep on blooming. Bye, everybody. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast.com.